This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey there, it's your pal Paul with the Mess It Up Podcast. Uh, this is a mess. Uh, I spent about an hour recording a show with my lovely wife, Bev, and it disappeared into the ether. Uh, the files got... Uh, corrupted somehow and deleted. Uh, they were no longer to be found. Um, I thought I had it covered and I, I saved it in two different places. And then I wound up taking the bad file and replacing the good file with the bad file. And so I lost all the files. So anyhow, we don't have anything. Now I see my microphone is only recording on one side. So you're not getting good stereo. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, the Bowtie Guy. We are here for the next little while to talk about I don't know what, because I had a show that uh, I really liked and it's not there, so now we're going to have to figure out how to get along without that show. I can tell you this, the word of the week this week is flamboyant, and flamboyant means to uh, be really ostentatious or showy, but I found out as I was looking uh, in definitions, it also means in architecture, flamboyant style had flames in it, hence the word flamboyant. Uh, so I think that's kind of interesting. But if you use the word in any of the senses um, this week, give yourself 10 bonus points for doing that. And uh, congratulations for making the world a little bit more of a, uh, an intelligent sounding place by using big words. Uh, listen, we're 100% listener supported. You can help us uh, financially by finding one of our two uh, giving platforms. One of them is Patreon, which is at messituppodcast.com. Click on the Become a Patron button and it'll walk you through everything you need to know. The other one is uh, our text to give. Text the word MUM, M-U-M, to 760-WALL-CA and you can become a financial supporter of the ministry. We really appreciate all of you who have done that so far. And um, thanks for being part of our family. Thanks for helping keep the show on the air. Uh, make sure you tell people about the show. If uh, this is your first time listening, welcome. If you are a longtime listener, uh, make sure you're telling people about it uh, verbally. Uh, send them a text. Uh, use the share button on whatever podcatcher you're using. Copy that link and put it in social media. We're on all the social media platforms, um, or most of them out there. Um, so uh, help us get uh, the show out in front of more people by becoming social with us. We really appreciate all of you who do that. Um, I don't have a guest host because my guest hosts went ahead and went to bed because it is after midnight. This is now our last full day in Hawaii. Um, and today we were talking about uh, saying goodbyes. And, and it occurred to me that there are good, um, appropriate goodbyes that we have to do. And then there's some necessary goodbyes that we have to do. Um, meaning the habits, hurts, uh, hang-ups that we may have collected over the years that we have to say goodbye to in recovery. We're going to say goodbye to our family here um, tomorrow uh, as I record this, as you listen to this maybe. Uh, anyhow, the 20th, we're going home after a two-week stay in Hawaii. And we've done this a lot of times, this uh, Hawaii trip. Um, been coming out here for several years because our family has lived out here for several years. And it's never easy to say goodbye to our Hawaiian family, uh, our Ohana, I guess I should say, um, because uh, we just love being here. We love being with them and, and we miss them when we're not around. 
This trip has been a little bit different because instead of just visiting our daughter and son-in-law and our two grandsons here in Hawaii, we brought our two oldest grandsons to Hawaii. They haven't been here for about seven years. They came when our, our um, the oldest Hawaiian grandson was born. They came for a visit uh, about seven years ago. And so that's been kind of interesting. Their mother came to join us this last weekend and then their dad's coming the day that we are leaving. Their dad will be coming out to Hawaii for a week. So we'll, uh, we'll be waving to each other in planes as we cross. We will literally cross each other uh, in the sky. We'll both be in the sky at the same time. Um, and so that's gonna make it a different goodbye because uh, our California daughter is gonna drive us to the airport on the other side of the island. We'll have to say goodbye to our, our host daughter here as she goes to work and then the grandsons um, will say goodbye to us and we'll drive away and then have to dry tears as we drive across the island um, and then wait for a flight and then fly away and, and say goodbye again. It's never easy, um, but we understand that's part of the game. Uh, the goodbyes I really want to talk about are the goodbyes to the... Uh, things in our recovery that we need to get rid of, what I'm calling a necessary goodbye. Uh, for me, the easy one was, uh, the obvious one was pornography when I first got into recovery. But I found when I did that, it's, it's kind of like um, when you have a party, you're in school. Uh, I remember being in uh, high school, my parents were gone, we decided we'd have a party um, at my house. And so I told people, I said, don't tell anyone about this party because I knew it would happen. People show up and they just, you know, it goes nuts. All of a sudden you've got people you don't know in your house and it's difficult to get rid of them. Uh, so I had a party, it was July 4th, um, and somehow people started showing up at my house for this party. And I said, no, you can't come in. You can't, you know, I, I knew I wouldn't be able to get rid of those people. And when I got rid of the pornography in my life, I, I didn't realize that pornography had a lot of baggage with it and had some friends that I wasn't aware that were hanging out in my house. And in recovery, we call these our character defects. And getting rid of those is a lot, as difficult as the actual symptomatic habit is, getting rid of the causal um, habits and hurts that create the situation where we have these addictions, that's an even more difficult thing to get rid of. And what we really need when we do this is um, we really need to just kind of focus on what those those issues are. And we'll talk more in the second part of the show about that. But, uh, you know, as I looked at my, my issues, like I said, the obvious one was pornography and the hurts that I caused. But, but being able to face up to that and say, you know... You know, I was one of these guys that looked at the pornography and said, this is, this is just a victimless crime. This is a, uh, it's not hurting anybody. And it didn't occur to me that it was hurting the, the people who were in those pictures. And it was hurting my family who was being abandoned by me for these images of people I didn't even know. And, and was, I, I was throwing away so much of my life in that type of activity that was time that was robbed from them, that was affection that was robbed from them, it was, it was love that was robbed from them by me, just out of selfishness, which, I mean, our, our addictions boil down to selfishness, where we're looking out for ourselves instead of someone else and, and, and letting something get in our way. And 
I had to make a decision that I wanted to be done with it. And that was, that was hard. It, it, I knew I wanted things to be different, but I kind of bargained with myself. Like, do I have to really get rid of this? Can I, maybe I can just keep some of it. Maybe I can, you know, do parts of this, but not that. And, and, you know, you go through those bargaining phases. It's, it's a, one of the phases of, of grief is, is the bargaining. And I did that with getting rid of my habit of pornography is, is saying, well, maybe I could just do this and not that. Um, anytime you're looking at a sin in your life and you're trying to justify part of it, know that that's probably a problem. Know that you probably need to get rid of all of it. And if you start to justify to yourself or other people why you need to do this or should be able to do this or, or can do this, why you can handle it, it's probably denial, probably lying to yourself, probably setting yourself up for big failure, big heartbreak, big disappointments as you move on with your life. So, so being able to say, yes, I, I know that this is a problem, and I want to get rid of it. That's that's a huge thing. Uh, we were sitting at the pool this last weekend. Our daughter was nice enough to take us out to a resort on the Kona side. And so I was sitting at the pool and a, a dad and his young son walked by. The son, I'm guessing, was probably, you know, somewhere second, third, fourth grade age. And uh, the dad was explaining something to him as I caught a little part of the conversation as they walked by. And he said, see, that's the first step. I said, no, the first step is admitting there's a problem. And he laughed, but I was serious that, you know, we've got to admit that there's a problem and then we've got to become willing, have this willingness to want to take the steps, the measures, to do the work, to put in the time, the effort, the blood, sweat, tears, the pain, the difficulty of getting rid of whatever that problem that we've identified happens to be. And how we do that, there's a lot of different methods, and we'll talk about that after the break. But what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go ahead and, and jump to the break. Um, I, I heard a song on the radio the other day. It was an old song from the 90s. I, I, as I was looking at it, I found from 94. Um, it was written, released in 95. But uh, hopefully uh, this is one that you've heard. If not, check out the whole album. If you have, check out the whole album. Go have a little trip down nostalgia lane. But this is Jars of Clay with Love Song for a Savior. So hopefully you enjoy it. We'll be back on the other side of the break. See you in 90 seconds. Right now, Jars of Clay. She will come running, fall in his arms. The tears will fall down, she'll pray. I want to fall in love with you. I want to fall in love with you. I want to Silent where we 
All righty, there you go. Jars of Clay, a blast from the past for you. Uh, the thing that I really noticed about this song is that it is an active song. It's, it's talking about things that are not what I'm doing, but what I'm going to do. And it's, uh, it's like being in school and and writing that note to that boy or girl, like, Hey, I I like you. Do you like me? And it it says, I want to fall in love with you. You know, um, at the end, we want to pray. It seems easy to call you savior, not close enough to call you God. So I sit here and think of the words I can mention to show my devotion. I want to fall in love with you. And reminding ourselves that we want to, we need to fall in love with our God, with with our savior is an important thing. And knowing where we stand on certain issues and having a plan for how to get there is just exactly what we've been talking about with the with the necessary goodbyes that knowing that i want to fall in love with jesus every day and have something to show for the fact that i did fall in love with him is a really important step in this and 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 we have 12 steps there's you know recognizing there's a problem and recognizing that i'm not able to do it by myself but that there's god who can these 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 the pieces that build on each other are critical and just like it's critical for us to fall in love with jesus it's critical for us to work on saying goodbye to some of the issues that we may or may not have the the i think critical tool for me was having um people that i could count on to be honest with me sponsor accountability partners, those people in my life are critical. If I don't have those people in my life, I will make mistakes. I will uh, have problems. I will fail. You know, it's, it's going to not be a happy time in my life when I get rid of those people who will just be honest with me and say, you know what, Paul, you're messing up. You're, you're, you're causing yourself problems and you're causing us problems. We're not real happy about it. Have a, a friend who did this for me at work one time. There was a guy, and I, I think I probably told this story on the show before, but that noise that you just heard was a gecko. Um, I hope that that came out in the, the thing. And geckos make the most incredibly strange noises. But um, there was a guy at work who was getting married and invited some of the people at work to the wedding and didn't invite, invite us all. Now, you know, I'm not saying everyone has to invite everyone to a wedding, but, you know, we were working in a very small uh, faith-based environment with, you know, like five people, uh, six people maybe, and three of us got left out. (laughs) It was just kind of like, well, okay, that was an interesting slap in the face. Um, and, And the funny thing is, is I didn't want to be at this guy's wedding. I didn't particularly care for the guy. I didn't like his style. We we didn't we didn't mesh in in terms of our philosophies on life and and how we dealt with things. But it was still I, I you know I took it as a slight that you know he invited one person not me and and one of my other friends did also did not get invited and and so there was a guy that did get invited and I was giving him kind of a bad time about oh you're the favorite and whatnot and my friend told me hey knock it off that's 
That's not necessary. It's not this guy's choosing whether he got invited to the wedding or not. He did. You didn't. Move on. And I, I was hurt because I wanted my friend to stick up for me. I wanted to be like, yeah, Paul, you're right. It, you know, let's let's stick it to the man or whatever. And, and, and they didn't do that. They were like, you need to act better. You need to behave like a grown-up and you need to get over yourself. And that's exactly what I needed to hear. And that's exactly what we need to hear from our accountability partners. There needs to be a partnership where they can tell us, you know, it's not just a person patting me on my head. It's not just a person I can call when I need a friend to talk to or to get a hug. It's a person who will hold me accountable for my actions. They'll ask me tough questions about what my actions and behaviors have been. What have I been doing? Excuse me, it's very late here. <laughs> I apologize for that. You know, what have I been doing with my time? How have I been, you know, working my steps? How have I been, what's my walk like? Is my walk matching my talk? And your accountability partner should ask you these questions. If your accountability partner is not asking you tough questions, you might need a new accountability partner. Um, I, I, I strongly advise that you look for someone who will call you out and not be mean or abrasive, not someone who's looking to embarrass you or, or, or show that they're better than you, but someone who loves you enough to say, hey, this doesn't match up with what I think that you want to be. And I'd like to see you be better. It's um, it's not always easy to find that person. It's not always easy to listen to that person. But I think it's critical when we're trying to find these necessary goodbyes and achieve them. I think it's it's necessary to have that person or group of people in our tool bag, in our array of things that we do. The other thing that I mentioned is that willingness to want to let it go. Uh, you know, it was, it was easy for me to say, I want my life to be different. I want, I want things to be different. But sometimes I'll want things to be different, but I want everything that I'm doing to stay the same. I just want the rest of the world to act differently. You know, let me keep looking at the pornography, but nobody else care. You know, that kind of thing. Let me keep drinking, but nobody else minds. Um, and, and I think we know it in our hearts. I did. I knew that I needed to make changes. I just wasn't always willing at that point to let go of the fun that I was having in my sin. Again, it's selfish. It's just selfish behavior. So we need to have a willingness to let go, to say goodbye. We need to have a person to help us, you know, guide us through that, maybe point out some things, maybe show some mistakes or, or look at it, just offer us a different perspective that we haven't had. And then we have to put in the time. We have to put in the time. It's, it's not good enough just to tell the person to leave. You've got to get rid of all their baggage. You've got to get rid of all the stuff that comes along with it. I had a friend at work when I was in college and they had a dinner party and a person came that um, made them uncomfortable. This uh, this friend of mine was a lady, and there was a man there that she thought, you know, he, he'd asked her out on some dates, and she just wasn't interested in having a relationship with him. And and after this dinner party, you know, she noticed that he had left his hat. And, uh, you know, she saw that as just his way to get back and, and you know, and, and to, to visit with her and, and have some time and have an excuse to go back to her house. And so she got her his hat and called him and said, hey, I found your hat. I'll bring it to work, you know, on Monday so that 
it wasn't going to be a, an issue where he got to come over and rescue his hat and, and spend time. And we need to get rid of all the hats. We need to look around and see, are there residuals of this issue that I'm trying to get rid of? Are there residuals here? Is this person who's creating a toxic relationship for me, do they have other friends or acquaintances that I also need to put up safe barriers and safe boundaries with? Because ultimately we're trying to keep ourselves safe and healthy and, and we shouldn't sacrifice ourselves for someone else just so that they don't get their feelings hurt if it's causing us emotional turmoil, if it's causing our recovery to fail, if it's causing us to fall into patterns and behaviors that we're not okay with just so that somebody else doesn't get their feelings hurt. If you're in a toxic relationship, something needs to be done about it. And it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be quick. But, uh, you know, when you start getting rid of these things and saying goodbye, look to see what is the baggage that this person brought with them. Did, did they leave a toothbrush, you know, in the bathroom? Is, is there a sock? My, my daughter, Kaylee, I love her to death, but whenever she visits, she always leaves a sock. Um, we say goodbye to her and then we say hello to her socks the next day. Um, so, you know, we want to look in those corners, look under the bed, look, you know, to see if something's hanging on in the dryer when you start to get rid of these things. And I'm not here to tell you that it's gonna be easy, but here's what I am gonna tell you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you that if you're able to get rid of these things, if you're able to successfully say goodbye and you're able to get rid of the baggage and the extra you know, followers that come with that, your life is gonna hopefully start to look different. And that different will hopefully start to become better not overnight, might not even notice it on a day-to-day -day basis. But when you look back in time, you'll look and say, wow, here's where I've come. Here's the change that I've made because I was able to say goodbye to this hurt, to this hangup, to this habit. I wanna celebrate them with you. <laughs> you know, my ministry is Celebrate Recovery. I wanna celebrate. So find us on social media, post to it, and say, hey, look, here's, here's, here's a step I made. Give me a call, 760-608-1942. Or send me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com so that I can celebrate it with you and uh, you, know, you can just have someone to share with. I'd love to hear from you for whatever reasons you've got to do. If you want to just give me a call, you just heard the number, you got the email. You know I'm on social media. You know I'm waiting for you to say something. Uh, I'm going to need to pick me up this week. I'm, I'm headed home from Hawaii for my beautiful family and um, going back to the dry, hot Southern California desert. So going to need some people to call and say hi. Tell me that I'm going to be okay. Commiserate with me. Maybe ask me some tough questions about how I'm spending my time, how I'm soothing my wounds, what habits I might be allowing myself to indulge in just so I can feel better. So uh, reach out. Uh, tell someone that you love them. Uh, check out the, uh, the blog, ministerofmocha.com. It uh, comes out every Monday. Thanks for listening to this show. Hopefully I get it out for you on time. And listen, people, I know it's short. I apologize for that. The, the original one was uh, close to uh, 35 minutes, and you're getting about 25 minutes here. So uh, without Bev, I, I gypped you those 10 minutes. But that also shows that the bowtie guy does talk a lot. <laughs> so I apologize for talking too much. I wish you had 10 minutes of Bev. Um, but we'll see you next time. We mess it up. Aloha and mahalo.
Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>